Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Hello! It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to another week of wrestling rumours and news roundup. I'm Troy, joined as always by my esteemed colleague, Jay. All right, mate. Hello, mate. How you doing? I am okay. It's been a long, old week, isn't it? It has. It has. Not just it's in wrestling, just just in general. It's been just, a long just week. just life. But, but yeah, there, there's been a lot that's happened. This week. It's been an awful... There's been three nights of Wrestle Kingdom for a start. There's been... Yeah, uh, an NXT um, kind of mini pay per view. There's been an Impact pay per view. An NXT cult. There's been an NXT cult. There's been a lot this week. It's I think a- there was. A, I think there was a GCW show as well, but I haven't seen what happens. Was there? There's there's been an awful lot this week. It's been a monster week, which is why I feel that like this is going to be a chunky episode. So wait, without- wait till Rumble weekend, mate. <laughs> without further GCW, ado, we've got a big ass show, and we've got Battle of Los Angeles as well. Oh, we have. We're also all together drinking. Well, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. So yeah, without further ado, let's jump into uh, some of the results from this week's uh, shows and pay-per-views. Uh, I mentioned a moment ago it was Wrestle Kingdom 16. Have you got the results for us, mate? I have. So um, open a match. They, well, I, I say open a match. It was like it was on the pre-show. This, but it was. Um, the New Japan um, Rambo, which Rambo, is, so they're Rumble, isn't it? It's kind of like a hey. battle royal where yeah. the last four then go and face each other for the King of Wrestling, the King of Pro Wrestling uh, trophy or whatever it is. Um, and the winners of that were Chase Owens, Toru Yanu, the debuting Shima, which was a big, massive surprise. I was shocked to see Shima there. Oh, I didn't know he um, debuted in that. Yeah, like he's oh, he's like a journeyman of um like wrestling now. He's been in Ring of Honor. He's an AW for a short. I remember period. he was at that that first big AW pay per view, wasn't he? He had a banging match with Kenny Omega. Yeah, um, I, I think it was Fight for the Fallen. Oh, okay. The meteor off the fucking like stage of Daly's place. Ooh. Um, and uh, yeah, and he's he's been over. Uh, he was in Dragon Gate for a bit. I think he's been in DDC Pro. Uh, never in New Japan though, so this okay. was this was a big deal. Everyone was genuinely shocked to see him. Nice, um, which is cool. Uh, and fa- the final winner was good old Mayor the Grandad himself, Minoru <laughs> Suzuki, my favorite. Um, <laughs> next, we got Yo defeating Show uh, in a little bit of a grudge match. Uh, they were formerly Rapongi 3K. Oh, uh, okay. Show joined the Bullet Club and the House of Torture, which was. Um, <laughs> We then got a really, really, on paper, this should have been a much better match than it was, uh, but it was quite underwhelming. Uh, Bullet Club defeating the team of Kenta, Taiji Ishimori, and El Fantasmo, defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi and the mega coaches, Rocky Romero and Raisuki Taguchi by DQ. Because oh, yeah. yeah. Tanahashi's head fell off and he hit Kenta with a kendo stick. Um, <laughs> we then got the United Empire, Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, and Great O'Khan defeating LIJ. Uh, Naito, Sanada, and Bushi. Don't worry about it. Um, 
And then th- this was my favourite match of night one, um, more for sentimental reasons than it being like the best match, but it was it was still very fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katsuyori Shibata defeating Ren Narita. Now, this was Shibata's first match in like, about I think it was like five or six years mm-hmm. after getting like that brain injury. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be cash, meant to be cash, um, catch rules only. Yeah, Easy yeah. for me to say. <laughs> um, and then at the start of the match, Shibata went, you know what? Actually, no, it's not. I just wanted to be an all wrestling match, went into business for himself, apparently. And uh, had an absolute fucking banger. Looked like he hadn't missed a beat. Really? Uh, he kicked Ren Narita's jaw into the like into the crowd somewhere. <laughs> um, one with a PK, it was beautiful. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good match. It, nice. I love Shibata. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. Um, give me Shibata versus Danielson now. Oh. And Shibata versus Gresham. I was just about to say, Shibata yeah. versus Gresham. Yeah. So, a guy like who's that with the technical wrestler needs to face the two best technical wrestlers in the world. Yeah. That that's and yeah. Daniel Garcia would be another one that'd be good as well. Mm-hmm. And that's quite feasible to happen because he shows him strong every now and again. Oh, and I'm guessing that's where Shibata's is going to end up for a bit now. Yeah. He's the head trainer of the LA Dojo. Oh, um next up we got the Never Openweight Championship. Evil defeated Tomohiro Ishii to win the title. Boo, boo evil. Boo, boo um, evil. Even though he looks like a fucking Tekken final boss in that outfit that he had. Yes, he does. Um, excellent. Just just hate House of Torture the shite. Why? Uh, boring myth. <laughs> same same stuff every match. Like the every time they wrestle, like one of them wrestles, they all get fucking involved and it's just boring. Mm. Uh Chaos defeated Dangerous Techers to win the uh, tag team titles. Uh, team of Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto uh, won the um World Tag League. Nice. Uh, I was quite surprised by that. Uh, El Desperado defeated Hiromu Taka- Takahashi. Another massive, massive mm. surprise yeah. to retain the uh, junior heavyweight title. Uh, Desperado gear was tremendous. That was something else. That was. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> Normally, obviously, he wears black and white. He wore white and gold. Oh, mm. Chef's kiss. <laughs> and in the main event of night one, the king of pro wrestling himself. Uh, well, no, not the King. Sorry, that's, that's Minoru Suzuki. That's Tori uh, spoilers for Night Night Two. Um, <laughs> the, the um, but the God of Pro Wrestling himself, uh, Kazuchika Okada, defeated Shingo to win the world title in what was an absolute that banger was of a match. Superb. I think that was my actual favorite match of the whole. Favorite of the whole like, thing, yeah. The whole layer, Night One and Two. Mm. Um, next up, we're going to Night Two. Um, We've got a lot, a lot of ground to cover here. Um, so in the opening match, uh, where are we? I've lost the fucking thing. Uh, I won't I won't go into the dark matches because nah. no point. The, the only the only one which was kind of interesting was uh, LIJ defeated uh, Suzuki Goon. Okay. Um and then there was a lot of like just random so, in fact Suzuki <laughs> lost a lot on the fucking pre-show. Um <laughs> But yeah, on, on the main show, um, open a match, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title match. Uh, the Flying Tigers, the team of Tiger Mask and uh, Robbie Eagles retained the IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles against the Mega Coaches and uh, Bullet Clubs, Taiji Ishimori and ELP in an elimination three-way tag match. Uh, this was this was quite it fun. Was, it was fun. I enjoyed this. I um, think I had the Mega Coaches down to win this. I think I everybody think, did. Yeah. I think I think the only person who had flying tigers was Uron. Oh, okay. 
I kept I kept changing a bit much. I, I went for them. Like oh, I, I was I was changing mine up until about thirty seconds before the show started, and about yeah. three that I changed last minute. None of them came, but they went the other way back to my original choice. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, we had the Stardom special match, which was a uh, Saya Kamitani and Tam Nakano defeating Starlight Kid and Mayu Iwatani. This was awesome. This was really, really, this really was good. Fucking great. I yeah. want to cover more Star. Like my New Year's resolution. Watch more stardom. But watch more stardom. Yeah. Because yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it whenever I do. Yeah. Um, and this was no different. And uh, next we had a fatal four-way match to crown the king of pro wrestling in 2022. Mayor the granddad himself, Minoru Suzuki, defeated Shima, Chase Owens, and Toru Yano to become the trophy holder. After the match, uh, Yano uh, taped them to the ropes, I think. Didn't he try and steal the trophy? Did I? The sublime master thief. Mayor the granddad <laughs> celebrated by murdering a load of murdering, young lions. I was going to say, just what about murdering young lions? As, as he tends to do by celebrating wins, by just beating the shit out of young lions, because he's the best. Some, some people go for a beer, some people go for a meal, he just kicks in young lions. Best way to do it, mate. Big, big fan of your work. <laughs> Love him, he's the best. Um, next, we got the Never Open Weight Six-Man Tag Team Championships. Uh, Bullet Club, uh, The House of Torture, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and Show. Defeated Chaos's Yoshihashi, Hiroki Gozo, and Yo. Uh, what was interesting about the uh, that was to retain the titles. <laughs> what was interesting about this was that obviously Evil's the never open weight champion, and Hiroki Gozo and Yoshihashi are the tag type champions. Yeah. So it was like to see who would be a double champion. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we got really good match. Sonada defeating the Great Okan. Oh, I love this. This, this was a, this was a love this. Clinic. Yeah, um, I have my money on Great Account, and I changed it from Sonata like last second. Never bet against Sonata at wrestling. No, no. He always every year. Handsome Sonata. Every year they give us the hope that they're going to push Sonata, and then it nope. gets up on June, and it's like, nah, never mind. Nah, he'll, he'll probably he'll probably wrestle a card there at some point because that's usually how these things go. And um, lose, and lose, but have a really good show, and then everyone will be like, yay, Carter. <laughs> push Sonata <laughs> there'll be a rumour probably about August that Sonata's contract's coming up and he's probably going to go to WWE and it won't happen um, <laughs> that's, just first. The, that's just the way it happens every, every year, year. <laughs> every 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 couple of years uh, that'll be it this year up, though mate it'll happen you'll be eating your own words I, I don't I don't think Sonata's uh, going to show up in WWE wouldn't be surprised if he did show up elsewhere but mm. WWE he's already had a running impact um yeah. Previously, uh, next up, Tetsuya, Tetsuya Naito defeated Jeff Cobb. Um, Whoa, in, this was good. I enjoyed yeah. this a lot. Just, just Jeff Cobb doing Jeff Cobb things, wasn't it? Yeah, man. And yeah. Naito doing Naito things. You can't go wrong yeah. with that. Yeah, I, um, I love this match. Yeah, and um, after this, we got the IWGP US Championship in a no DQ match. Uh, the Ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. Did a murder on Kenta to win the title. An actual murder. The state of Kenta after this. Oh, the, it looked the, like he'd been in a car crash. It was horrible. Yeah, the worst bit was when he like fell off the ladder and he just face planted onto that trash can. Oh, mate. I was just like, oh. what are you doing, Kenta? And then he's on the table. and It's when he, he hits that wood. frog splash and you see on the slow-mo replay, like the blood just fly up and out like from his where, nose, mouth, eye. I don't know. It's just... It was vicious. We've we've got uh, a little bit of that later on the news. Actually. We've got an update on the the laundry list of injuries cancer stuff in that match, but <laughs> what a match it was as well! That was super banging, so really good. Yeah, these two just 
tear the house down whenever they face each other. Yeah. And in the main event, speaking of tearing the house down when they face each other, Kazuchika Okada defeated Will Ospreay to retain the, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and prove that Osprey is a fake champion. <laughs> and he won with just two Rainmakers. Just, just two. Just two this time. Maintained risk control. Whack. Um, <laughs> Uh, th- th- this was a fucking phenomenal match. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, as you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, right. And let's go on to night three, which happened a couple of days later, uh, which was the New Japan versus Noah. Um, extravaganza. Extravaganza. Extravaganza, if you will. Um, <laughs> so in the opening match, um, Cozy Fujita from New Japan defeated Yatsuki, Yasutaka Yano, sorry. Uh, from Noah. Oh no, we went to a time limit draw. My bad. Okay. Um, Hiroshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata defeated King Tani, Muhammad Yone, and Akitoshi Saito, the Funky Express. From Noah. Yes, Funky Express. Um, they were the fucking brilliant. <laughs> 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 it was the most entertaining thing on the Noah invasion on night two. <laughs> um, Ishii, Goto, Yoshihashi, Raisuki Taguchi, and Master Watto defeated Daisuke Hara. Haru- uh, Daisuke Harada, Hajime Ahara, Daiki Inabi, Yoshiki Inamura, and Kenya Akada. Not to be refused, refused the other Akada. Um, <laughs> what was that an eight the, man match? That was a 10 man match. Te- fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Show defeated Atsushi Kotoge, um, Hayata, and Saiki Yoshioko, uh, the team of Stinger, defeated. Um, Gado and Taiji Ishimori from the Bullet Club because the jobbers. Um, <laughs> uh, El Desperado and Duki defeated Yohei and Nasawa Rongai from Heros del Mal de Japon. Um, Takashi Sugiro Kazuch- Kazushi, easy for me to say, Sakuraba, uh, Sugiro Gun, and Toru Yano defe- uh, representing Noah. Toru Yano, I should, I should add. Oh, really? Yeah. Kenta was meant to represent Noah in the match as well because that's where he started up. Um, oh, Because okay. he was injured, he got took off the card. Um, uh. Uh, they defeated Suzuki Goons, uh, Taichi Minoru Suzuki and Takamichinoku. Top, yes, top Takamichinoku. Top shagger, Go Shiyazaki and Masa Kiti, Kitamiya. Go Shiyazaki chopped me once. I thought my heart was going to stop. <laughs> it, it was fucking terrifying. I don't know why I asked them to chop me. I was only, I was only eighteen. I was I was young and stupid. Can't believe uh, you've done this. Yeah, yeah. Defeated the top knobheads, the House of Torture. Top uh, knobheads. So go. Um, you really don't like them, do you? They're on Mark Andrews' levels of healed and mate. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> um, now Michi Marafuji and Yoshinaru Agawa defeated Yoshinabu Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Zack Sabre Jr. of Suzuki-Goon. Um, so, considering it was an, a New Japan event, I thought... I, I thought Noah that, looked strong. Yeah, Noah actually come up looking pretty strong on this, which is good, because it means yeah. there's going to be a lot of growth in Noah. Noah are a very, very good company. Um, mm. Top Shaggers, LIJ, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito, Sonada, Hiromu Takahashi, and Bushi, all the boys, defeated the team of Katsushiko, Nakajima, Kenu, uh, Manabu Soya uh, Tadasuke and Aleha I think I've said that right uh, Congo um, and in the main event the dream team that is the god of pro wrestling 
Kazuchika Okada and the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated the great Muto, Keiji Muto and Kato Kiyomiya, who I could have sworn was a young man in New Japan. Okay. Um, but yeah, Sweet. Um, that was that was Wrestle Kingdom. Got there in the end of me, mate. It did. Fucking hell. Is that, it was good. I watched the first two uh, nights, caught up on the first one, watched all of the second. Um, but I'm intrigued because I, I, I haven't watched any Noah before. So I need to get around to watching the third night just to see what they're all about, really. But as you say, it sounded like they had a I'm, good showing. Yeah, I'm going to watch it when it goes on New Japan World next week because mm-hmm. I just can't be asked by it. <laughs> when I can wait a week and get it for free. <laughs> Uh, we'll move on to the second pay-per-view uh, this week, uh, and it was Impact presenting Hard to Kill. Um, pretty stacked match card, actually. Um, we had uh, on the pre-show uh, Jake Something versus Madman Fulton. Uh, Jake Something defeated Fulton. Uh, Speedwall Mike Bailey versus Chris Bay versus Ace Austin versus Laredo Kid. I bet um, that was fucking mental. Yeah, that sounds... Pretty nuts. Uh, the winner of that was uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Of course, it was um, Davey. Aye. Speedball was Davey. Aye. Um, we had the first ever Knockouts Ultimate X match, and that featured... Um, oh, who was in that again? Uh, Jordan Grace, uh, Rosemary, Chelsea Green, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, and Lady Frost. And Steeles uh, won that. Okay. Uh, X Division Championship, Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin. Uh, Miguel retained uh, the X Division Championship. Uh, apparently, it was a superb match. Uh, then we had for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Chris Sabin versus Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham defeated Sabin to retain. Of course, he does. Uh, then, oh, this, this sounds like an absolute treat. Josh Alexander versus Jonah. Surprising here, Josh Alexander defeats Jonah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the whole like um, they're building they're him all, back up like, because he lost. Josh Alexander's got to earn his way back to the Impact title. Yeah, even so though it was fit. literally just pulled from underneath his nose. Yeah, so the first the first trial of Josh Alexander is that Jonah wants to kill him. Um, ah. So he's he, he had to beat Jonah, and now Jonah's probably going to do a lot of bad murders on people. Yes, boy. <laughs> it was um, Jonah best Jeff Cobb this year, please. <laughs> yes, I'd love that. All of that. And have him win the fucking bowler as well. Well, I mean, mm. get Jonah best Brody King for the boys. Uh, next up, we had a hardcore war match, uh, which if you don't know, think war games, but without the double rings and steel cages. Um, so like two men start and then they enter from either team in alternating order. Um, without the then- steel cages, did you say? without the cages and without the double rings, but the same kind of principle in that a team member comes in every now and like I, every I so often. It, I wish Impact to bring back Lethal Lockdown. That's all I want. <laughs> it's just it's just war games, but then they lower the roof and the roof's got loads of fucking weapons attached to it. Nice. And usually someone gets thrown off the roof because why not? <laughs> uh, this hardcore war match uh, was Rhino, uh, Heath, uh, Rich Swan, uh, Willie Mack, and uh, Eddie Edwards defeating the team of the Good Brothers and Violent by Design. After the match, Ring of Honor's Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and PCO hit the ring and laid waste to the baby faces. Maria Canellis also joined them, uh, and they stood tall and closed out that segment. Interesting. 
doesn't make sense. Vincent was feuding with him, with Matthew. No idea. No idea. Uh, then in the Impact World Championship match, Matt Cardona versus Moose versus W. Morrissey. Moose retains in what I'm told is another superb match. And in the main I event... Matt Cardona was in play jail because his wedding like, fucking infected everybody. Don't know, mate. Not, not a clue. Actually, unless, I, think I think they pre-recorded the show. I was going to say, unless this was pre-taped, I don't know. No, it wasn't. It was live. I don't know then. You might be right. Uh, and in the main event, the Texas death match for the knockouts title, Mickey James versus Diana Perrazzo. And Mickey James retained in, again, what I'm told is a superb match. Um, overall, it sounds like it was a really, really good pay-per-view. Yeah, uh, the was. emphasis in this being on, on women's wrestling bookended uh, with two historic matches, Texas death match for the knockouts championship and the exhibition match at the start first ever. So a lot of emphasis on that, which is great. Good to hear. Uh, definitely, definitely going to try and catch that this week. Yeah. And that's it for pay-per-views. Um, obviously there was NXT 2.0 New Year's Evil. Uh, we've got a review of that. So if you haven't already, go and check that out on your streaming platform of choice. So we'll move on to the main bulk of wrestling news. And we're actually going to start and mix it up a bit with NXT this week because, oh boy, there's, uh, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot that's happened. So um, yeah, WWE has kicked off their 2022 uh, with just over a dozen firings, releases. Uh, so far, that includes Kathy Carino, Scott Armstrong, Ryan Katz, George Carroll, Dave Kapoor, Ace Steel, Gabe Sapolsky, Danny Birch, Hideki Suzuki, also known as Hachiman uh, from Diamond Mine, Timothy Thatcher, Rodog Brian James, and most shockingly, William Regal and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe for the second time in less than a year. Um, WWE released the following statement and said, with the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. Um, there are a couple of little quotes here uh, from Mike Johnson, uh, who was interviewed about the releases, which I'll go through, and then we can kind of jump into it a bit more about our own thoughts. Uh, so in a recent question and answer piece uh, on PW Insider, Mike Johnson was asked if the NXT releases were some form of revenge against Triple H due to the fact that most people who were released were names that he had hired while running the black and gold brand of NXT. Johnson stated uh, that while we're saying he couldn't 100% confirm that this was done as revenge, he did point out that it was clear that almost everyone who was released yesterday um, or few days ago rather uh, was an important part of triple h's nxt he went on to say uh, it was a sad day throughout wwe and that there were people in the company who have rarely uh, who rarely have empathy for others as they're out for themselves who were greatly shaken by what went down regarding william regal's release johnson believes the departure of regal sent a message to everyone across the board that no one is truly safe and should assume that they will have a job for life in speaking with people uh, within WWE, Johnson was told that they felt like if Regal could be dismissed, what hope did they have of a long career there? Johnson thinks the latest round of releases yesterday put a lot of fear into the hearts of talents and staffers. 
No one Johnson spoke to yesterday at any level of WWE were happy about what with what went down and were frustrated as the idea, uh, sorry, as they have no idea what could be coming next. It's truly a different time in WWE compared to the years past, and many within the company aren't thrilled about it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot there. <laughs> um, I mean, my the first thing that went through my head when Regal was released was fuck WWE. Yeah, man. That that's the amount of fucking stuff he's done for that company. And I know it's like, oh yeah, well, we, we want to move forward. And he's even said, Oh yeah, they've given me like a, a charmed life and they've allowed me to like do this, do that. Yeah, he, the statement he put out was pretty like it, it was his way of saying, Don't be mad at the company. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just happy I've been there. I get that. But at the same time, like from a very sentimental view on my part. I fucking love William Regal and mm-hmm. like, and let, let's just not just Regal. Let's go through the list of names. Timothy Thatcher, fuck me, an amazing wrestler. Yep. You got not the Timothy Thatcher because he doesn't fit your fucking idea of wrestling. Mm. Idiots. Um, a lot of people there, like Ace Steel, trained fucking CM Punk, mm-hmm. and a lot countless others. But like obviously CM Punk being the big name. Um, that he trained uh, Gabe Sapolsky he was uh, head of Ring of Honor for a while head of Evolve mm-hmm. uh, great man for the business Road Dog seems to have been a great man for the business um, Samoa Joe is Samoa fucking Joe Samoa Joe um, Hideki Suzuki as well is another one who everyone's like raved about I've not seen his work but I, I imagine he's gonna just tear up fucking wrestling now it seems we're already teasing what he wants to do next. What's in a, he teased he wants post. to tag with Jonah, didn't he? Yeah, man. Which I'm down for. Oh. Um, oh. And yeah, like it. Oh, the the list of those people, like Kathy Carino as well. She's another one. She's fucking insanely talented. Hmm. If you want to, if you've got a developmental brand, why fire all the fucking coaches That's, that have, balmy, that have helped, it? like make like some of your world champions now. Yeah. Like, you've just got to look at the top of the card. Look Roman, at the top of the card. Yeah, exactly. Biggie, Seth. Um, Seth. Charlotte. Becky. Charlotte. Bailey. Sasha. To a degree. Kevin Owens. Eagle and Road Dog mentored guys like fucking Brock as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot about pouring for Regal. Um, Everyone. Not just within WWE. Like, all over Yeah, the like, even, like, people Cole, like Dan Housen, O'Reilly, who's never, Dan, like, yeah as far as I'm aware, never like had any real interaction with him was like William Regal forever. Love. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's really, it's really disappointing for on one side, but on the other side, they're all going to be like land on their feet in other companies. Hmm. Road dogs already pretty much like said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to AW when I'm allowed to <laughs> get, get Billy ass and the ass boys to get him a job there. Um, <laughs> I think I think Regal's probably going to end up in name your company. I mean, he's... He won't he's struggle got, to find work. <clears throat> no. Like, literally, his, his scouting method used to be just go to PWG and watch Bowler. Yeah, yeah. As, like, their guest, and then it'll be like, well, these are the guys I'm going to sign. And then you look at, like, the NXT roster from, like, 2016 to as even last year. They're all guys who have been a part of it. 
mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Um, given that, given the sentiment that's gone out to Regal, I think he'll be fine. Same with Joe. Yeah, I think Samoa Joe's going to probably do what he probably should have done the first um, time he was released. The first time he was released and go and just take names on the fucking indies. Yeah, shop muscle bus through whatever and just, just have a good time with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm even like that. Thatcher's another one I want to see Thatcher wrestle. Brian really so fucking want, bad. I really, really want that. <laughs> I want Thatcher to go to New Japan and just tear it up there, which is mm. what he wanted to do before he signed to NXT. But I want to see Thatcher think... and Zack Saber Junior, please. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Or Thatcher and fucking um, what's his name, Shibata. Yeah, do do Thatcher Suzuki too, just for the bands. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's it's just mad. Like, and Dave Kapoor's another as well. He's a Russian singer, isn't he? Like Carly's old yeah. manager. Like yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. there for years. Mm. And it's, I mean, from a pure business point, they're probably looking at it and going, "They've been there for years. We're, we're paying them too much. See ya." Mm. That that'll be what it is because obviously, like, there's like loyalty bonuses and shit like that and like big corporate corporations but oh it's just shit it really is really is shit and it is it makes me it makes me less interested in WWE every time we get another one of these because the way I see it is how can I invest in people if the head's always on the block Mm. it's so fucking hard yeah it's really hard to like invest in anyone who isn't like at the top of the card already and even then look at what they did to Big E this week true yeah yeah like they 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 gave up on him Mm. they let they let Big E down so so boy did we discuss day one was that this weekend just gone Uh, it would have been on last week's news because it was after oh that was it Um, already losing track of what day of the week is yeah (laughs) Um, anyway moving on Fightful notes that Brombay Brom Breaker being scripted to smash through the big gold X at New Year's Evil wasn't well received backstage by several people. It was seen as a symbolic gesture that was sending a message. That that's pretty much that's that's it, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the Initially, thing, I thought this was quite cool. I was like, oh, it's it's the storyline between them and Champa. But well, then when they released everyone 24 hours later, I was like, yeah, that now doesn't sit well. No, no, that, that's it, isn't it? It's like it's very much like Nick Khan and Vince being like, let's just completely strip all of the identity that NXT had and make it our own thing. Yeah. Which is is fine, but like, what's infuriating about that is a lot of people do hold it in such a high regard, myself mm. included. Mm. Same. But before, um, before AEW came about and even like after for a while, NXT was my favorite thing to watch. Yeah, Easy. and like certainly for like the last sort of well, from like 2016 onwards, I'd, I'd watch NXT religiously. I wouldn't watch Raw and SmackDown mm. because a lot of the time it wasn't it wasn't even close to as good. But it's just disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Just it really, really is. Um, next up, sticking with some NXT news, <coughs> NXT news. Uh, Wrestling Observer Radio's Brian Alvarez claims that WWE is going to quote churn through these guys on the NXT roster every three few months, releasing the ones that they don't think can headline WrestleMania in the future. 
again, how can you invest in people when they're not giving them the time and the opportunity to be invested in? I think we mentioned something on this maybe a month or so ago where there was talk of them basically doing a review like once every three months and just cutting people. If, if, If they don't kind of show enough within those first three months, then they're off and out the door. So this kind of reinforces that, if you like. Mm. But as I you think, say, it makes it very difficult to invest in anyone when they could just be gone the next day, just on a whim. Yeah, I, I think um, like the, the only thing to kind of take solace from is that because obviously a lot of these people are not wrestlers, they're athletes who are getting trained to be wrestlers. Mm. And you've got to like look at a guy like um, EJ and Luke, and Duca, who was like yeah. a prospect who got cut, and he's doing like really good work in MLW now. Um, was he the, was it the judge? Is that what his, his name yeah, was? Yeah, that's it. And he's he's looking impressive from what I've seen him in um, yeah, MLW. Uh, Ty Conti's another. She was a um, mm. she was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu and karate champion. Yeah, got brought in to WWE because of that, and then she's come on leaps and bounds since leaving NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, really and going to AW, So yeah. Uh, uh, it, there's some source to take from, but again, it's just it's just fucking shit, isn't it? Mm. At least, at least, there's lots of places for them to work now. That, like exactly. five, six years ago, that wasn't, wasn't the case. The what? That wasn't the case. Like you, you don't have like you didn't have companies like AW. Didn't have GCW as big as it was. Impact no. was going through like a really shitty phase. Mm-hmm. Um, Ring of Honor was too. They were there, but they weren't near there, as there, kind of. Yeah, prominent. Yeah. Um. So there's that at least, and obviously, as I said about Timothy Thatcher, he's got at least he's got a bit of exposure where, like, a New Japan, which is where he wanted, he said he wanted to go anyway, would probably give him a look now, as opposed to yeah, going nice, uh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, someone who um is gonna go to NXT, and uh, this has given me the fucking fear. Is Big Daddy Walter. Big Daddy Walter. Moved to the United States and will be a full-time performer on NXT going forward per the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Um, That worries me. I'm terrified. I'm I'm terrified they're going to just starve and I'm fucking coming out like dressed like a fucking an officer. (laughs) The ring, get it out. Just looks like an extra from fucking Wolfenstein. (laughs) Yeah, mate. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Can you just can you grow a mustache? Why? Don't worry about it. Just asking. <laughs> oh, I have got the fear. I really oh, have. I'm terrified that Vince is going to take one look at him, hear his accent, and go, oh, "I've got an idea for you, pal." <laughs> I'm fucking terrified. I wonder if Ginny's going to go with him. Wow. Yeah, if that's the thing. Item. Yeah, they did. They did tease that Ginny was going to have like a kind of farewell match. Oh, did they? On NXT, well, they did the little thing with Amel, Amel this week on NXT UK, didn't they? Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that will lead to like Ginny having one more match as well. Mm. No, Amel sending her off to NXT 2.0. We'll see. <laughs> Walter cut a, a fucking a great promo on NXT UK this week, but it was a line in it that absolutely had me cracking up. He was just saying about and he said he, taking the piss, and he, he said dead. he said you're taking the absolute piss, and he sounded dead English. <laughs> Taking Honestly, the absolute piss. <laughs> I was doubled over laughing at that. <laughs> I, need, I need to not do as many impressions on this one because I've heard my voice doing it on it. <laughs> AW. 
that is all of our NXT news. For those listening on Jack's radio, here's some music. For those that aren't, we'll move on to WWE news. So Dave Meltzer wrote on Sports Illustrated that Seth Rollins was going to win the WWE Championship from Big E at day one, but plans changed when Roman Reigns tested positive for COVID and had to miss the show. There seems to be all sorts of conflicting stories about this because was it Fox? Fox put that thing. Put the poster um, out where it had Big E as a retainer. Big e won the match, but it had the picture of Brock over it. Yeah, yeah. And now there's it, this. I I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I mean, I I thought that Big E was dropping the title that day because I felt like they've just treated his reign like shit. Yeah. It's um, yeah, poo. It's been very disappointing. Mm. It really has. He's felt like an afterthought, and that's that's them letting him down. It's not yeah. it's not down to Big E not being a good champion, it's down no. to WWE letting him down. Just booking him terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean either way, I, I think Rollins would have been a really good champion to be fair. This current character. Um yeah. Still time. Still time as well. More on that later. But then we get yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, it's, it's just shit the way they treat Biggie, isn't it? Mm. Um majorly disappointing considering this. all of the kind of the the backing that he had, like the amount of people like, yeah, singles run, like, yeah, the world world champion. And when he got that money in the bank briefcase, the excitement for when he'd eventually cash it in. And then it, it the was as is, soon as they gave him that, like as soon as he got the belt, it just kind of fizzled out. And it was just like, well, we've put it on you now. We don't really know what to do. The thing is, they all they had to do was book him like they did his Intercontinental title. Mm. That's all they had to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. No. They can't do it. He's, he's in, in them. <laughs> he's a naturally like charismatic and likable man. Mm. They they they're telling me they they couldn't have made him a fucking lovable champion because he already was. Mm. They just needed to stop making him feel like the fucking afterthoughts in the whole in all his feuds. Every single feud. Like he literally did he didn't he only defend it other than Crown Jewel? That was the first pay per view he defended on, I believe. Yeah. And Crown doesn't count. Yeah, really. and he won it in what, like the end of the end of August, start of September. Yeah, I think so. And so every, defend every it on one pay per view. Defended it on TV. Yeah, that's nonsense. It's a really, really bad. Really disappointing as well. Um. Yeah, but uh, more more to the what was like the title changing. On Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez said that the WrestleMania event is still planned to be Brock versus Roman and that it won't be a title versus title or title unification match. What's the point? Surely neither of them need the title then if it's not a why, title versus title or unification. Why, why did Brock need it anyway? Brock. Yeah, Brock doesn't need it if it's neither one of those matches. Unless Rollins is going to be Roman. Then that, that wouldn't seem... I don't know, that wouldn't seem feasible because it feels like they want to keep that belt on Roman for forever. Yeah. There's there's no one else near him. Is there? Well, aren't we getting him and him and Rollins at the Rumble? Uh, they, they alluded to it on SmackDown. They didn't outright feel announce like, it. I feel like we'll get that. They did, they, they did the cool bit where Rollins knocked on the door. Did the shield knock, didn't he? 
and then just come in laughing like the fucking Joker. <laughs> Love that. Roman, Love Roman that. looked like he genuinely had the fear. <laughs> Next up, a report from the website Puck via Fightful says more than 3 million Peacock subscribers have watched WWE content on the streaming platform since it became available in March of last year. And more than half of those people signed up for Peacock specifically because of WWE. Right. Go on. So my question is when they say signed up, do they mean when they transferred all the accounts over? Oh, I see. Rather than signing up right. as like a new subscriber. Yeah. Oh, I get what you Yeah. Because they merged all the accounts with Peacock they and they gave everyone the option to have an else. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean just of the people that they merged over or are these new, brand new sort of outs? So yeah, I get what you mean. Um, aren't we getting Peacock over here at some point as well? Got it. Is it already here now? It's here. Oh. Uh, That's matter of time, mate. You were saying well, about the fear earlier on. I've got the fear with that. Well, what's interesting about that is, and it's why I think that we're going to be okay for the time being at least, is that I believe Peacock are owned by Sky over here or they've signed a deal with Sky because I've, I'm a Sky customer, but I added to my Sky package. Oh, okay. So, WB with BT. They are. And I believe they've got a five-year contract. And they're only until a couple of years into that. Yeah. Yeah, so they've still got two years. So we'll be around for a couple of years. Beable. We'll be all right. We probably won't be watching it by then. No, I'll probably cancel my network subscription anyway. <laughs> Don't fucking thin ice at the moment. Thin fucking ice. It really is. <laughs> so close. <laughs> If we ain't covering NXT UK, it'll be fucking gone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Anyway, uh, Fightful Selectors said WWE had plenty of plans in place for Jeff Hardy before he was released, including a run in NXT as MSK's Shaman. That's mental. Yeah, because it, it, the whole thing, like obviously they reshot it all, but the whole thing seemed like it was tease and riddle. Yeah. Or maybe RVD. Yeah, but definitely not Jeff Hardy. No. I don't, um, I don't see how he would have fit into that role. It's a really... It's, I, don't, I just don't understand it. Yeah. When they say a run in NXT, I wouldn't class what Riddle did as a run in NXT. It was like two, three... Vignettes. Two, three Sean, cameo appearances. Like, it wasn't Sean a run. Two, on two things in the actual PC. Yeah, I'd have liked to see an actual run. Like, I still don't think there's any harm or... I mean, AJ Styles is doing it at the moment. He's essentially having a bit of a run in NXT because it's leading to a match, isn't it? And they've got him coming out, cutting promos, this, that, and the other. Like, I'd say that's more of a run. And I'm not against anyone from, whether it be Raw or SmackDown, having a run there for a bit. I think it's cool. It elevates it. I've got the fear they're going to put Grayson over there, AJ. Yeah, they will. I've really got the fear (laughs) they brought... They brought Grayson to Raw. They see something in him. Yeah. They're not bringing Grayson to Raw just for shits and giggles. <laughs> They're doing he's probably going to gonna beat off. AJ and then he's probably going to beat AJ and then move up to Raw oh, and carry man. on the feud there. Oh, keep him on NXT for a bit. I don't mind him like as, as shitbag heels. I think he's good. I, yeah. I do think he's really good. 
I just don't want to see him beat AJ Styles three months into his run. Mm, yeah, fair, fair. Uh, moving on to... Yeah, he's thinking he should have took that offer from AEW when his contract was... <laughs> <laughs> Stink AJ, to... you could have been running the inner circle instead of Jericho, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's move on um, to some uh, injury news. Um, a few bits here, actually. PW Insider notes that Drew McIntyre is scheduled to get testing done on his neck uh, sometime this week. So I dropped this in here a few days ago. Um, Meltzer added that Drew may miss WrestleMania. However, later in the week, uh, F4W Online's uh, Dave Meltzer again writes that Drew's neck um, has been bothering him for many months and he was on his way to major surgery uh, if nothing was done about it. His neck is being examined extensively. WWE hopes that McIntyre can avoid surgery and be back in time for WrestleMania 38, but nobody knows how it will turn out. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, it felt like they kind of written him off screen with that thing on day one between. Oh, them. yeah. I mean, Corbin yeah. literally used a fucking gear there to crush him. Yeah. Um, McIntyre doesn't strike me as so, not that I recall, I could be wrong, but he's rarely injured. Ever recorded and really been out for any length of time? I'm sure he's done his neck before. Oh, really? Oh, hang on. Did, wasn't he... Wasn't that the reason they took the NXT title off him before he came up to run? NXT title was he um, tore his, uh, his peck, didn't he? Ah, okay. Because he did that weird fucking bump when Andrew Daddy fucking drop-kicked him off the top row. Oh, yeah. Oh, landed yeah. on, like, his shoulder on the rope. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was sad. But speedy recovery, um, whatever the extent of it is, hopefully won't be off TV too long because do like Drew. It will be a shame if he misses Mania. That being said, I'm fucking bored. So bored of Drew. I'm bored Again, of the stuff they're putting him in. Like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Ditch the sword, ditch him walking around in a kilt. Stop making him so fucking stereotypical. Mm. Just yeah. have him as like a hard man like he was when he first came over working yeah that's it well anyway uh, more injury news uh, PW Insider has said the word backstage at Raw was that Sasha Banks suffered the sprained leg during her match with Charlotte Sunday's house show there was an update on this wasn't there yesterday uh, I'm sure there was something let me check Fightful Um, I honestly can't remember I'm sure I saw something uh, this is professional. Yeah, should have had all this on the news, but totally forgot. Um, it's all right, we can it it's fine. Where are we? Oh, here we go. So, this is off Sports Keeda. Uh, Sasha oh, Banks injured uh, her leg during a match against Charlotte at the recent WWE live event in Fafayette. Uh, sorry, Fayetteville. Um, the promotion has issued an update on her condition indicating that she will miss the Royal Rumble. Uh, she had to be carried to the back as soon as the match ended. The referee threw up the X. Banks tweeted out she was good just after the injury. WWE's update confirmed she'll be out of action for weeks. Fortunately, Sasha did not suffer a break. However, a bruised uh, calcaneus um, bone uh, will keep her out for six to eight weeks. Bad news of fans of her because she'll miss uh, being part of the women's Rumble match again. Damn. She seems to get injured quite a lot. 
Always against Charlotte. Yeah. I'm not saying there's anything. First. I'm not saying there's anything in that, but just generally, like she. That was seems like against their reign came to an end, wasn't it? Because Charlotte just dropped her on her head. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, sad. That's a shame. Um, just as he starts to pick up a bit of momentum as well. It's always like it's, it's I'm waiting I'm, for Sasha Bianca too. That's all I want. Yeah. Love that. And you know what? I I wouldn't even I don't even give a shit about the belt being involved. I'd rather no, I'd just rather match just, like the, the compelling story. Mm. Have Sasha Banks take scatty bumps like in a fucking <laughs> like last woman standing match or something. <laughs> Well, you force count anyway because that match you had with Charlotte, which was force count anyway, was fucking banging. It was, was indeed. Uh, finally, uh, on injury news, um, PW Insider also noted that Carmella has been working through an undisclosed injury. Uh, Talents Insider spoke to, sorry, Talents that Insider spoke to had praised Carmella for getting through it and doing as much as she can. Fair play. You'll I mean, be praising her when she's fucking goosing about six months. Time. Oh, that's the thing. Exactly. Like fair play working through it. But then the flip side of that is eventually when you have to stop as a result, like how bad have you made it by working through it? Like, and it's difficult. Yeah. So I, I imagine like in that situation, like WWE's women's division is pretty thin on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. As we've seen. Um, and <clears throat> there isn't that much depth. So, when someone does get injured, they're having to work through it. And that's kind of shit because the long run is that they, they make that injury a hell of a lot worse. But it's the WWE way though, isn't it? They're like, oh, just go through it. Yeah. As opposed to going, your head. Take time, time off, time. recover properly. Yeah. Which is incidentally, I found out the other day um, while we're on the subject of injury, that's why Miro's been doing just video packages. Because he's said, uh, Oh, he is. He's got, is it a hamstring? He's got a hamstring injury. Yeah. So. He's just had them doing video packages so he can uh, take the time to actually record it, mm. which makes sense because you, you want Miro to be killing people now, limping around. Exactly. <laughs> it's his neck that's made of sand, not his fucking legs. Um, <laughs> move, speaking of sand, um, Andrew Zarian said that he heard that WWE plans to return to Saudi Arabia for an event on Saturday the 19th of Feb. I mean, if they are, they're leaving it pretty short notice to announce it, aren't they? Didn't you do that? Um, not with Crown Jewel. What was the, the one you did? Crown Royale. No. Um, what's the Super other? Super Showdown. Showdown. Yeah. Like, literally a few weeks before. Yeah. I mean, um, this is only, what, five weeks away now? Yeah, just to add to that as well, because then you had seen something on Fightful Select about it. Um, they said they'd heard that as a February date had been in order for months, dating all the way back to uh, Crown Jewel. And that those that he spoke to in WWE said fake February and late fall seem to be the stable, reliable dates for the Saudi Arabia shows. Um, and as of now, staff and talent have the date in their internal calendars as February the 19th, which is a Saturday. And in line with their new Saturday pay-per-view schedule, this is a change from previous weekday shows there and gives a travel day between the event and Raw. Uh. So we're getting Saturday premium live events. In other words, if they uh, don't let the flight leave, they're not going to have talent missing the TV taping. <laughs> That'll be it. Yeah. That'll be it. Next up, uh, on his Wrestling with Freddie podcast, Freddie Prince Jr. said that Fox executive told him WWE wanted the network to buy the whole product 
but the asking price was too high, so Fox licensed SmackDown instead. Oh, imagine that. That was just before Disney bought Fox, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. So we almost got Disney WWE. So I WWE were trying to get Fox to fucking buy them because they wanted Disney to absorb them. Uh, Christ, no. Oh, Disney WWE. Feels like that at the moment. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, you, you can tell they're fucking trying to sell the company. Yeah. It's plain as fucking day. Um, it's only a matter moving, of time, isn't it? Oh, mate. Next two years, it'll definitely be sold. Hmm. Um, moving on, Tyson Fury recently took to social media to tease that he could now be set to make a WWE return. Uh, he posted a video on his Instagram, Instagram story where he's claimed... In the gym, guys, smashing it, absolutely smashing it. He's coming. The Saudi Arabian king is coming back. Get up there, my boy. Some big news coming. Hold tight. I wonder when that's going to be. Saudi Arabia, February or September, when they're probably going to be over here in the UK for that pay-per-view. That's definitely Uh, not. Saudi Arabian king, it's going to be the fucking one in February, isn't it? You reckon? Yeah. Who's he going to face, though? Won't be Drew. Not Drew if his next goose. Um... And it, won't, it won't be Braun because he nay there anymore. Imagine if it's Brock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brock man. starts shooting on him. <laughs> it's going to be Goldberg, isn't it? That's not a bad shout. I, get Tyson Fury and Goldberg. I, I think they're going to put some, put him in with someone who's like a safe pair of hands. Like Braun isn't the best wrestler in the world, but he's a safe pair of hands. Yeah. Works a very safe style. He's big enough that he can do like a hoss fight with him. Could be almost. Could be. No, no, it won't be. Absolutely won't be. Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> what, about, what if it's Von, Von Wagner? Nope. They wheel Kane out again. He's a safe pair of hands. He's a big lad. Come Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry, what? Dude, Von Wagner, come Tuesday. <laughs> oh, God. That, that's, Pl- that's why my voice is going, because I was doing Von <laughs> Wagner impressions to make Aaron laugh during the AW podcast. <laughs> Please never do that again. Because <laughs> we were, we were uh, comparing Serena Deeb to Von Wagner. Wow. Because not, not wrestling-wise, promo-wise, because that promo she cut was very Von, Von Wagner. Pants, wasn't it? Von Diebner. <laughs> Von Diebner. <laughs> Tasty liked it. Nah, it was only, he was the only one, me and Aaron, absolutely shot down when he said he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, now shit me, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, next Tuesday. up, yeah, uh, former Impact Wrestling talent Petey Williams is with WWE full-time now. He had been working as a producer with WWE on a trial basis since October, but just signed a full-time contract. Fightful Select was the first to report that Williams signed the contract just this week. Williams received a tryout for WWE's uh, producer role sometime in October, which was around the same time former WWE talent Jimmy Wang Yang uh, while Wang Yang and WWE decided the role was not for him, Williams was hired. Uh, he was reportedly working as a producer on both Raw and SmackDown tapings and is credited with producing the RK Bronement final between the Mysterios and the Street Profits that aired back in December. Nice. Yeah. Maybe, I'm not he'll too teach everyone else, maybe he'll teach everyone else to do a fucking proper Canadian destroyer. No? <laughs> is that his thing? He's literally like the guy. He, he didn't invent it, but he's like the guy who made it like, a big deal. It was his finisher. Oh, okay. 
I'm not too familiar um, with Peter Williams' work at all. He's, he's really good. Um, yeah. Really good wrestler. Um, he's obviously his most famous thing is standing there looking confused in the Steiner Math promo. Um, <laughs> the maple leaf muscle. Um, <laughs> but no, he, he's a genuinely really good wrestler. Uh, he had a little run in Impact a couple of years. I think, I think last year he finished off with them, actually. Okay. Um, he, and he was popping up like wrestling for them every now and again. Uh, most notably, he did the carrying cross kind of build up. He, he was like the agent for that. Um, right. him and Sunjay Duff that was their thing um, which, on Impact on Impact where right. like there was like a murder mystery thing where yeah, people yeah. were getting attacked and having like a call and card left on them right and then it was framed on P.T. Williams and then Carrion Cross like murdered them as dressed as a policeman damn and as he was taken away in handcuffs just choked him out and then said someone should probably call the police he walks off it's fucking boss <laughs> <So>. <laughs> amazing um, but yeah PC's a really good man for the business, a uh, really good wrestler. I think he's probably going to bring a lot to it. Sweet. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Speaking of tag teams, um, Pro Wrestling Unlimited are reporting that Seth Rollins and Kevin Ro- Kevin Owens could become a tag team with the formation being involved in the finish of the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't know if that's the actual match or whether that's going to be Seth and Rollins match that seems to be teased. Yeah, yeah. Um. They've been That'd be a way to tagging. Spell off Roman, that wouldn't it? It would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens comes out and just murders him with a fucking. And it makes sense in the storyline, like he fucked him over when he faced him for the Universal title, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah. Owens made. Uh, they have been teasing on house shows. Did you see that thing that's going around? Yeah, where like, like Owens Kevin Owens like kissing Rollins, and Rollins <laughs> freaks out. <laughs> I mean, that's that's an interesting tag team, um, but. See how it goes. I mean, there aren't that many tag teams in WWE. So they said the same thing about Owens and Jericho when they got put together and like, well, that's their yeah, host. and that was absolutely superb. We got another festival of friendship. Oh, oof. 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 Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I wish I wish Kevin Owens had gone to AEW and fucking done that to Jericho again. So I don't have to listen to him on commentary. <laughs> He's not that bad. Like he seems to have toned it down a bit in commentary because before he was just I, like loving the sound of his own he, voice. You've watched Rampage this week. Ricky Stark sounded like he wanted to legitimately fucking slap him <laughs> by the end did. of it. He did. He did. <laughs> Moving on. But when oh, Also, uh, to the point of Jericho, when it was just there, Taz and Excalibur the other week was fucking brilliant. So mm. that's why I'm annoyed about it because they just work really well together. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, moving on. Kyrie Sane. Uh, her WWE deal is finally coming to an end in February, according to the Wrestling Observer. Fightful learned more about her time with the company. Kyrie Zale is set to expire in February, they say, but WWE sources that we spoke to um, say that it's not a done deal and that she'll depart the company. Uh, these, those most expect, sorry, I can't read that properly. Those most expect her to allow her contract to expire. Oh, I see. Um, the same sources indicated to Fightful that in 2020, Kyrie Zane made it clear that she wanted to return to Japan WWE honored that request and wanted to keep her under contract. We're told that when she left the States, there was a still a fleeting hope in the global localization of performance centers across the globe, which we're told there are no ongoing plans for any longer. Kyrie has severe, uh, sorry, served as an ambassador in Japan for WWE and done some commentary as well. Uh, we're told that when Kyrie Sane originally left the US, there was little to no concern that she wanted to head to AEW. 
with one WWE higher up saying that it was so far off her radar at that point, it didn't seem like something we really needed to worry about. When we followed up with that same higher up in light of Sane's deal coming uh, due, they said they personally don't expect her to be an AEW full-time, but would be surprised if she didn't eventually make an appearance. We've not spoken to anyone in AEW uh, about this as of yet. Only AEW had the tournament with the women's wrestlers in later in the year. They do. Is there, you know, the thing where they did like the, the Japanese bracket and the American bracket, is that going to be a regular thing or? I don't know. I think the reason he did it like that was because they had a lot of uh, women in the, in the women's division who were based in Japan. I see. So it was easier for them to just do it half the tournament over in Japan than it was right. to just do it. Whereas, cause there's like less restrictions now. I hope they do because I genuinely mean, but they enjoyed covering it so much. It was really fun. Mm. All the matches were excellent. Um, more so if it's in um, Emi Sakura's garage again, because that was fucking boss. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was, uh, if she made an appearance in the Owen tournament. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more inclined to think that she's probably going to go to stardom. Yeah. Because yeah. she started off there and she was like one of the kind of big names of it when she and- was there. Another reason to watch Stardom this year, then. Yes. If you didn't already have enough reasons. If you didn't think Mayo Iwatani was enough, then yes. <laughs> um, yeah, she, I, apparently, like, the whole... One of the things she fell out with WWE over as well was that she asked them if she could make an appearance on the show, yeah. like their anniversary show. Yeah, yeah, they said no to that, didn't they? No, but then they let Yoshirai do a video package for them, mm. which was very odd. Yeah. Like, well, that's, if that isn't a flex from WWE, what is? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But wherever she ends up, I mean, I'd love to see her wrestling again. Whether she does, I don't know, but mm. I would very much love to. I, again, another fucking. If only we had a a series coming out about missed opportunities in, in wrestling, eh, mate? So that sounds like a wheel of misfortune. Does sound like a wheel of misfortune. Maybe we'll have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> spin the wheel and make a deal. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Carrie sitting wrestling again. She's fucking great. Hmm. Um, moving on, during Friday's SmackDown, Charlotte Flair and WWE announced a host of names for the Women's Royal Rumble match. Um, among the names includes uh, set to return are the Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie, Mickey James, Lita, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly and Summer Rae, as well as Charlotte Flair herself being in the match, trying to do a Brock Lesnar. Um, ah. Nikki was released by WWE in April of 2020 and was infamously sent a trash bag full of her belongings. She is currently the reigning Impact Knockouts champion and was acknowledged by uh, Pat McAfee on SmackDown and WWE on social media as well. Um, in a tweet uh, very shortly after this came out, Impact executive Scott Demore said on on their website and on his Twitter. WWE wanted it, Mickey wanted it, and Impact Wrestling's philosophy is always to work with other major promotions to create a buzz for the fans. Everything is signed and agreed with WWE and Impact Wrestling. The only question is whether or not Mickey will enter as one of uh, WWE's most historic annual matches as the reigning Knockouts World Champion. Well, at time of recording, she will, because she beat Diana Perazzo, so... Yeah, unless, uh, unless she has another... Match between then and now, defending it. Uh, the t- they'll, they'll be doing tapings today, the tapings, tomorrow. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's fucking awesome. That's is that, is that is that the Forbidden Door creaking open a bit? Do you reckon? Like that's that's fairly big news considering the fashion in which Mickey James was released from the company. I'm shocked about that. I think it's more air coming back and going. Look what I've achieved in the last half, like since you released me. Yeah, um, which is true because um, boy, how do she done a lot? I mean, the Empower show was widely mm-hmm. regarded as being one of the best shows of the year. Yeah, uh, she's done a shit on for women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to Impact's huge. She's been wrestling in NWA um, against a lot of like young women, like up and coming women's wrestlers who obviously would have like looked up to it when they were like wanting to get into mm-hmm. wrestling. Um yeah, I, I I've got a horrible feeling about it at the same time though. Why? Because they 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 could quite easily have it come out and just have a fucking eliminate and make it look stupid. They could. But oh, especially yeah. if fucking Charlotte's in the ring when it does happen. Mm. I want her to come out with the knockout champion. I want her to come out with the belt, and uh, yeah. I also I also don't because I don't want Charlotte to fucking go near it because I think she'll respect it. I think she'll throw it down and say it's not a, not a real championship or stupid like that. Mm. It's mate WWE's track record with I know the, they don't play well with others. I know it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> really saying does. that though to to see to see this happen like and I I know part like. It's a weird one because part of it, you know what they've reached out to all of these kind of legends that are coming in, like Leaders, Michelle McCall, uh, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, et cetera, because the women's division's thin. Yeah. That's no secret. Like there, there, there isn't enough on between Raw and SmackDown to have a, a women's rumble. You could probably just about get one if you included the NXT 2.0 talent. But yeah. Aside from like, there really isn't. So they've had to reach out, and they've done it every year now. Like, there's there is always at least kind of five to six, maybe a couple of more kind of these women's legend spots. But yeah, it's really interesting how they've gone to Mickey James as well. Not just because they've re- like released her, not just because in the fashion that they've released her, because she's at a rival company. Like, okay, you may not consider Impact as kind of rivals, but it's a competing wrestling organization. She's also the face of that women's division in their knockout champion. Like that's pretty yeah. big. Like I know we say WWE don't play well with others, but the fact that they've extended that out, given all the circumstance around her is pretty big. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm, as, as I say, I'm terrified they're going to try and like, <laughs> humiliate her in some way mm. because it's WWE yeah. and Vince is a very petty and vindictive human being. <laughs> um, but who knows? Who knows? Well, keep it also, with that. she's been very, very critical about Nick Khan on Twitter, which is another thing which makes me worry that they're going to mm. try and humiliate her. Because it's Nick Khan's company now, not Vince McMahon's. Oh, dear. Well, anyway, moving on keeping that forbidden door ever so slightly open. Ringside News was told by a tenured member of the team that AEW is in discussions about projects with John Laurinaitis. Johnny Ace has spoken to Tony Khan about working with AEW on a future project. Laurinaitis and Khan have seemingly been able to get along so far. 
We were told that Laurenitis has spoken with Tony Khan about biographies on certain talent that is now in AEW. No exact names were confirmed to us, but logical choices that come to mind are Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Jim Ross, Cody Rhodes, etc. That's massive. If it happens. I, I mean, mean it, the it fact that is. there's even some talks going, if this is true, yeah. that there's even conversation going on between the two is big it in pro- itself. It probably helps that John Laurinaitis' son-in-law um, works for AEW. <laughs> there's that, yeah. For those who don't Drop know, that. that's, that's Brian Danielson. <laughs> <laughs> probably helps um, <laughs> that he's got like a, a contact there. Um, and in. yeah, I mean, they, obviously they've they've worked together before. They did the Chris Jericho thing on mm-hmm. the Broken Skull sessions. Um, they've they've I think they've had Jr. do a few things. Yeah, I feel like that. They've certainly had him like documentaries or interviewed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't see Moxley going back. Even Absolutely in like, not. Even if they did like a documentary on the shield, I I think he's he seem from what he said, he seems to have no interest in ever going back there. Nah, no. I could be wrong, but I I just don't I don't see it. Uh, Co- I can see Cody going back. Really, a lot of people have said this. Yeah, because it well obviously there's all the rumors about like. Cody and the Elite falling out mm. and uh, like Cody does kind of seem like he's not got all he's not as powerful in AEW as he once was shall we say really like he obviously he was like head of like not creative but he was doing a lot of like the booking and stuff like that mm. and it seems that Tony Khan has kind of took over a lot of it right Um. Kenny still seems quite hand on hands on with the women's division, um, side of like the the booking and like helping put some matches together, matches together and mentoring them and stuff like that. Um, but Cody doesn't seem like he's as influential as he once was. Oh, didn't know that. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Speaking of Cody Rhodes, uh, that wraps up our WWE news. We'll move on to some AEW. Again, for those listening on Jack's radio, I'm going to chuck you a couple of tunes. And for those that are not... A bit of downstate by um, Kingdom will, by Downstate. Will we? Will we now? Aye. Yeah, yeah, Cody's music. It's a good segue, mate. Yeah, no, I know whose music it is. It's not happening. Fuck that. Something, noise. something, Cody, Cody Rhodes. AEW news. Shut up. AEW news, mate. Let's go, let's go. Uh, talking of AEW, uh, Ray Phoenix was involved in a scary scene during this week's Dynamite, uh, but the former tag team champion uh, basically cleared the air on social media on Thursday with some good news. Um, the show's main event saw the Lucha Brothers drop the AEW tag titles to Jurassic Express, uh, but before Pence took the pin, Phoenix uh, got chokeslammed off the apron through a table by Luchasaurus, resulting in his left arm contorting in an unnatural angle that left fans at home thinking he had just shattered his arm. Initial reports pointed towards it being broken, uh, but by Thursday morning it was cleared up that he dislocated his elbow. Um, His message confirmed that despite how scary it looked, no bones were broken during the spot. Thank fuck, Um, because that looked absolutely horrendous. It was upsetting. Really, Uh, really upsetting. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it confirms Ray Phoenix is an actual witch. Actual um, witch. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he did put the little, he, well, I'd say little, it was quite a big statement on uh, on Twitter, and he released it on uh, the Republic of Lucha Twitter as well, which is him and Pence's clothing line. Oh, uh, yeah. With a, a very nice picture of a um, denim jacket that he's selling at the moment, which I really yeah. want. <laughs> yeah, I want all of that. Uh, he said, I want to thank you. Each and every one of you for so much love for your prayers, good vibes, and your messages. Thank you very much for being concerned about me. Um, I feel very blessed to have all of you fans, colleagues, my friends, and my family. Thank you very much. I love this sport so much that it's changed my my life and mine. That uh, that when I am in the ring or put on my mask, everything goes away. There are no fears. There are no problems. My heart beats perfectly. Everything is fine. I feel alive. What happened last night is one of the many risks that we wrestlers take before getting in the ring and doing what we love so much. There is no fault. It is wrestling, and these are the risks. Today, I can tell you I feel better, and then, and, and the thank God your prayers and good vibes. There are no broken bones. You still have to visit a doctor a couple more times and do some studies to have an exact diagnosis. He continued. Thank you very much once again to all, my, to all and congratulations to the champions. Enjoy. Defend those belts because very soon I'm back in those championships belong to the Lucha Brothers. I respect. Thank you all. I love you. Top, um, top lad, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, uh, he, he, <coughs> he also said that he reckons he'll be back in four weeks. Four weeks? Yes. Um, That's ambitious. I, I, I really liked the ending of uh, Dynamite with that. I told them, first off, the match was tremendous. It's a shame. It's kind of overshadowed mm. by Phoenix's arm going all floppy. Um, it was we were talking about it on the AW review. Um, it looked like he kind of instinctually put his arm down as he was yeah. landing. Yeah. And his arm swung under the table as well, which was, you know, even worse because it could have been much, much worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it felt like a really cool kind of not like passing of the guard, but like a sort of passing of the guard, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Jungle Boy is so fucking talented. He deserves a he deserved a title run. And Definitely. I think Definitely. I think that they're going to be good champions. I like the ending as well, where it was like all kind of like the sharks circling them. Mm. Yeah, that um, was good. Yeah. And it sounds like they're going to be defending against the Acclaim first, which... More of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something, and I haven't actually dropped it into news. I forgot about it, but I think I put it in the Discord, and it was around um, Jurassic Express and the fact that commentary don't mention them as Jurassic Express anymore. It's Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Marco Stunt hasn't been seen on TV for quite um, some time. And there's apparently chatter around He's that. letting Marco's contract expire, isn't he? Oh, okay. Um, he's he's not been in AW for months. He's mm. been doing stuff for GCW instead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I like Marco, but he didn't really offer much to, to Jurassic Express other than being like a manager or a guy to just take silly bumps when they needed mm. like someone to eat the pin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. But yeah. Uh, sticking with uh, some injury news in AEW, uh, AEW's newest signing, Jay Atlas, uh, who you'll remember from NXT, uh, reportedly injured his knee during the latest round of tapings. After this week's Dynamite, Atlas was part of the tapings for the week's Rampage show. He's facing off against Adam Cole and reportedly blew out his knee during the match. PW Insider reported on the injury, but was unable to get any details. The severity and nature of the injury are currently unknown. 
What is known is that during the match, Atlas was looking to do a springboard from the apron into the ring uh, when he was hit by a super kick from Cole. Atlas then went down, started grabbing his knee. Uh, he finished the match, though, was visibly struggling. He was then helped out by ring officials. Um, the finish of that was not cool, but just obviously Cole recognising that there was an injury, went to set up for the Panama Sunrise. Obviously, Atlas couldn't make it up to his feet, so instead put on the softest-looking knee bar you've ever seen. Yeah. Which was nice um, of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake Atlas did address his knee. Um, he put a tweet out, I think it was yesterday, saying, I'm so freaking proud of that match. Thank you, Adam Cole, for pushing me to give give you me. Uh, my knee will be just fine. Thank you guys for the concern. I won't be gone long. Good, because um, he was absolutely smashing in that match. Um, he didn't even, he didn't feel out of place. That was the thing that mattered yeah. to me. Yeah. Uh, the pop he got at the start was fantastic mm-hmm. and we all know Jake Atlas is awesome yeah yeah WWE didn't um, mm. it, it felt it felt like uh, I said this on AEW it felt almost as though when WWE signed him because it was on like Undercover Boss and all that and he was yeah. talking about wanting to be the first openly gay WWE champion mm. it felt almost like a PR move and then when he got yeah. there he didn't really know what to do with him yeah 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 Um. And the answer is just let him fucking be Jake Atlas because he's very good. Because he's superb. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it on uh, the AW podcast. We think he's going to be um, the surprise entrant in the Face of the Revolution ladder match. The what, sorry? Face of the Revolution ladder match. Okay. That that ladder match they did at Revolution last year where they had like the sonic ring above the uh, oh, ring. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the... Um, the winner gets a TNT title show. Oh, sweet. Okay. I forgot that's what it was, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they have it. They have a surprise entrant in that match. Yeah. And we reckon that he's going to be the surprise entrant, like returning. Sweet. Good call. Good call. Hopefully it won't be. Hopefully it'll be back much, much sooner because I like Jake Atlas. He's very yeah. good. Yeah. But if it's then, I can I can wait till March. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my favorite promo cutter of all time, Andrew Daddy. Has teased that Ric Flair signing with AEW, but there's apparently still been no movement in that regard. No, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Next. Although <laughs> the fact that he's going after Sting would indicate the Flair's probably coming in it. Yeah, Mister so, Sting, that is Mister Mr. Sting. Mister Sting. Sting. Who told you this? <laughs> who's who I said this? Your boy. <laughs> oh, who's God, this that boy that's working for you? I want to buy him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that promo is my favourite so promo good. 2022 so far. <laughs> it, was, it was just how angry he got at Tony Schiavone when Tony was like, they're friends. So, they're friends, he's not working for him. Who told you this? <laughs> um, oh, more man. Saturday morning cartoon villain. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I don't want that to happen, but it probably will. So we'll see. Um, next up, after Kyle O'Reilly referred to himself, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish as the paragon of AEW on recent episodes of Dynamite, the company filed a trademark on the term and a possible logo. This has obviously led to speculation that it will be the formerly known Undis- uh, Undisputed Era's new name in their new home of AEW. Pretty cool. That's quite a good name. I like that. Yeah. The um, paragon. Nice. Paragons going against elites. Sounds about right. Yep. I'm all, just, I'm all here for just, that. Just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> have Kenny come back and V-trigger Adam Cole into the sun and then have, have them all fucking fight. Just make it happen, please. 
Uh, moving on, um, <clears throat> Jay Cargill was planned to win AEW's TBS title from the start, says PW Insider, but there was some discussion about changing that after an October tweet from Big Swole seemed to reveal the outcome. Oh, I remember that. I don't remember that. Um, mm. But, I mean, it, it did seem like it was pretty much like tailor-made for Jay. Yeah, I think a lot of us probably said that from the start, as soon as we saw that bracket. Yeah, the the fact as well, like on Rampage, they put they had that video package that showing like kind of celebrating with the uh, daughter. Yeah, and then they had there on Battle of the Belts like a little video. It was it was a video package of um all the new champions talking from Dynamite basically. Mm-hmm. So it was Jade cutting a promo, and then it was Jurassic Express cutting a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they're really kind of putting an emphasis on Jade, and while I don't think she's going to hold that belt massively long still nice to establish her a little I, bit more I think she, the first this is to kind of help elevate her for bigger things yeah yeah down the road I, I feel like she's probably gonna well spoiler alert my pick for um the AW women's champion at the end of the year which was something we do every year we predicted who's going to be champion is Jade Cargill oh, is that who you put that's who I put nice after Big Tasty taught me out of saying she'd hold the TBS title for the whole year. <laughs> what you got next, mate? Was it uh, I, I, it's you. I've just read about Jade Cargill. Oh, so you have. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes has revealed on his Instagram that he's tested positive for the Rona after being pulled from AEW Battle of the Belts. Have you seen the statement he put on Instagram? Nope. So uh, Sarah Big Tasty's fiance put it on um, Discord before, and it's like the most Cody Rhodes statement he could have put out. Of course, let, it is. Let, let me read it to you later. Let me just have a little sip of my beverage. <laughs> I appreciate everybody reaching out. Brandy and I are in isolation with family that have unfortunately tested positive for COVID. It's been a scary time dealing with such a strong virus and the complications that can come with it. We are all doing all we can to nurse and protect the family during this time. I will remain in quarantine as long as needed. Every day is more encouraging. Thank you immensely for your support and respect of of our privacy. Thank you to AW for understanding and allowing me to be where I am and needed today and for still allowing the TNT title to be represented. I look forward to being back soon. All the love in the world. Fuck off. (laughs) I mean, you know, he went to a fucking, he went on a stag do with Matt Cardona, The Miz, yeah. uh, Brian Johnny. Myers, John Morrison, yeah, someone else who I can't remember. Um, just, just a thought, maybe that's um, why he's caught COVID. <laughs> and also, uh, like, thanking AW for making him take time off because he's got COVID. Of course, they're not going to fucking. Because they're not going to fucking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's serious. Get well soon, Cody. But come on, mate. drop the act. <laughs> just, just go full home and then like murder Sammy Guevara, please. Just that's all we want. <laughs> drop the belt to Hook. Just, just, just give it. He, he did. He, he did do a bit of teasing. The Hook's going to be coming for Cody soon. Oh, a rampage. Did they? Yeah, yeah, because they were talking on commentary about the fact that QT and Cody trained 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hulk squared like, off. Nah, of, you didn't. <laughs> squared off of QT at the end, didn't he? Yeah, suplexed the soul out of his body. That's it. And then Taz going, yeah, that, that shows who, who really trained Hulk. <laughs> I'm not being funny. Cody didn't train Hulk how to do those fucking suplexes. Did he balls? <laughs> Cody didn't teach Hulk how to do a Taz mission. <laughs> That's all fucking Taz. <laughs> we build assassins. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Tony Khan says a dream signing is coming soon in it to AW. Uh, Khan spoke to Josh Martinez of Z100 in or Z100 if you're American in New York City this week and was asked if there are any dream signings coming to AEW and if so if they are North American talents and Tony said there is um, they are in North America and they are coming and pretty soon and it's going to be awesome I'm very excited there's no word on who the big talent acquisition might be but rumoured potential signings include Wyndham Rotunda formerly known as Bray Wyatt and Johnny Gargano Sorry, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's no word on if AW has been in recent talks with these wrestlers. Another name that was left out of that was Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah. And Matt's been very vocal about that. Very, very vocal. Um, the, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people with tinfoil hats on um, who are speculating that it could be Bray because Matt Jackson's been dressed as Bray Wyatt the last two weeks. Ah. Had like the Hawaiian shirts and like the yeah, yeah, yeah. white shorts on. Um also he didn't put he didn't put a big statement out because he's not Cody Rhodes, but get well so soon to Matt Jackson and uh, Brandon Cutler who also have Cody. Yes. Yeah. Um but yeah there, there's there was that um AW have announced beach break in Cleveland, Ohio, Johnny Gargano's hometown. Um, oh. And they like to debut people in their hometowns. They do. I. Do um, you reckon? Or was that too soon? <clears throat> well, I mean, if Candice is due, like February, they'd, they'd be. They'd be taking quite a big risk with Gargano, wouldn't they? If like there's the possibility that he might have to not make the debut show because Candace is in labor. Hmm. But then I suppose he could always do like a video package, couldn't he? Like announcing it. That's true. Like that time when he had the Tanahashi calling up Mox and it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mox is gonna murder Tanahashi one day. Um <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. I I think it's going to be Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it seems that they've. Well, as you say, Matt's been very, very vocal about it. It makes sense. Although, when's uh, Aaron, his ninety day up? Uh, it would be February or March. Okay. I think it could be a. It could be like the week after Revolution. Potentially. Um, Maybe he's the uh, <coughs> Joker entry into that. Into that double or nothing. That's yeah. not a bad shout. Um, Especially if with it being a ladder match. Oh, the face of the revolution one. Yeah. Well, Lokes all the cassette. His things a week after the revolution, so he couldn't. Oh, oh okay. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, if it was Jeff, but Aaron made a good kind of, a good claim that it could be Gargano or Keith Lee because 
of the emphasis put on North American, and they were both former uh, North, both American North American champions. champions yeah. Um, oh, give me Keith Lee. Oh, just, just Keith Lee fucking showing up and pouncing Adam Cole, <laughs> just, just, just like he's following them back. <laughs> Keith Lee fucking having a hoss fight against both the Bear Country at the same time. Give me what I want. Um, Give me. coats. Oh, Keith Lee Hobbs would be a banger as well. Good old hoss fights. Oh, yeah, man. And then him fucking pouncing Ricky Starks into the fucking stratosphere. <laughs> then Hook comes out and just one bombs him. No, uh, definitely not. Behave. So just Hook, mate. I, I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Hook's world. We're all fucking living in it. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, should we move on? Let's uh, let's talk about the rest of the world. Can we play rest of the world? The chairman's intent by Action Bronson, please. We can. We can play that. Because it's Hook's entrance music. Because it's Hook's entrance music and it's absolutely banging. Yeah, there we go. We'll stick that on. So for those listening on Jack's radio, uh, enjoy this absolute rhythm. And for those that aren't, rest of the world, rest of the world news. Uh, New Japan has announced that Kenta is unable to compete at the final night of Wrestle Kingdom 16. Um, obviously, at the time of recording, uh, that was yesterday, day before. Um, mm-hmm. This is due to the sustained uh, sustaining multiple injuries. Uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show. Um, that list of injuries. Oh, boy. Kenta has dislocated his left hip. It's a broken nose, tendon damage to his finger, and several lacerations to his back. Kenta was set to team with uh, Takashi uh, Segura and Kazushi Saku... Sa- I can't pronounce that. Sakuraba? There you go. In a six-man tag match against yep. Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Takamichinoku. Those ones rolled off the tongue. Um, that was meant to happen at Wrestle Kingdom Night 3. Uh, a mystery partner will be replacing Kenta in the match. Uh, do we know was, who was the mystery? It was Yano. It was Yano. That was it. Um, obviously, both of them having worked for Noah previously. Um, th- Is that why? Kenta definitely did, because that's yeah. where he made his name. Uh, I think Yano uh, was just because he's feuding with Suzuki. Ah, fair enough. Okay, that makes sense. Um, he's, he's, he was hiding from Suzuki because Suzuki's probably going to try and end his life <laughs> when he sees it next. For those that haven't seen uh, Wrestle Kingdom, Go and watch it. It was ace. But those that haven't seen this match, this match specifically, uh, it was outstanding. Um, uh, yeah, just go and watch it. it I was... need to go back to watch it because I, I fell asleep during. <laughs> oh, mate, come on. Saying that, you'd been on some long old slogs at work and it was at about eight in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, yeah, definitely go back and watch this. But yeah, I hope Kenza gets well soon because he looked real banged up by the end of that match. Oh, boy. I mean, that list of injuries, fuck me. Yeah. Like there, there was the bit, as I say, where he fucking face planted on the trash can. I was like, yeah. That's and that sad. ladder was high as well, man. Like he ate shit on that landing. Oh, yeah. Dear, really dear. good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> moving on to a bit of GCW news now. Um, GCW have booked a match for their world title, currently held by John Moxley, for the Hammerstein Ballroom show on the January the 23rd. Um, this has led to spe- speculation that Mox will return to AW in the next couple of weeks. Um, Dave Meltzer wrote that in the Observer's Daily Update, if that match is taking place, there is no way Mox's first appearance won't be on AW TV. Um, Cassidy Haynes, who's reported a lot of insider news on AW as well, 
also said that Moxley's return is imminent and could yeah, be as early as this week. Ooh. I mean, Hangman's not doing anything now, is he? Nope. Slot was... straight into that world title picture, wouldn't he? And Mox would show up like the Babadook and fucking kill Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Mox... Whatever Moxley does now, he's going to be like getting the biggest baby face pops, even if he tries yep. to do a murder on Hangman. People are still going to cheer that. People are still going to cheer him. <laughs> Actually, maybe against Hangman. If they if they wanted to turn Mox heel, like Hangman would be the guy they turn him heel on. Hmm. But oof, I don't think I don't think he'll get booed. No. But I'm um, very I'm very excited for Mox to come back. Yeah, me too. Um, he's also not showing up in GCW before AEW. Surely not. No, absolutely not. Definitely not. No yeah. fucking chance. No <laughs> chance. No way Tony Elite allows that. Um, <laughs> he's probably, as I say, he's probably going to... Well, where does this week put... There's Rampage the day before that GCW show. Um, Depending on where they are, though. I don't know where the GCW... Uh, oh, Hammerstein Ballroom. GCW's in New York. Where's Rampage this week? Don't know, but if it's the day before, if it's airing the day before, they could always, um, they could always film it after yeah. uh, Dynamite, like they sometimes do. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next bit is former X Division champion Rohit Raju uh, tweeted that he is now a free agent after his Impact contract expired. Interesting. I like Rohit. It's good. Yeah, he's he's just a shitbag heel. He's really good. Sweet. Love shitbag heels. You you you've seen him on um on the TNA shows we watched on the Impact shows we watched. Oh, let me have a look at him. He so was champion like... on Hard to Kill. Oh yeah, 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 of course. I think I thought you picked him, didn't you, as well? Probably because he's a shitbag like, heel. Yeah, no, right. I know who he is. I think I was getting confused with someone else. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um he's he also appears on Ethan Page's vlog a lot and gets yeah, fairly abused by Ethan Page and Dan Housen quite a lot. Um, <laughs> love to see it. You love to see it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, if if he's, I don't know where he's going to end up. I know, I think he's, I think he done some stuff in GCW, if I remember rightly. Did he? I think so. Like recently, he doesn't. So when he's not in Impact, he actually goes by the name Hacking Zane. Right. I think well that could be his real name. I don't know. It's on his on his on his Twitter. It says Rowan okay. Garage slash Hakim Zane. Right, right, right. Um, right. And yeah, he, so he, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen him show up in GCW before. I'd have to ask Aaron. I'm, I don't think I'm imagining that. But Aaron's well versed in GCW, or no? He is. Um, but yeah, I I I feel like he's probably gonna. Be fine wherever he goes. He's quite a good wrestler. Mm. Wouldn't be surprised if he's shown up on an episode of AEW Dark. No, maybe get as a trials and then. Although Tony Elite said he's not he's not signing too many people this year because he signed a fucking load. Signed everyone last year. How old is he? he? Signed all uh, he's forty one. Rohit. Mm. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Not that that's got anything to do. I'm just out of interest. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. What you got for me next? Um, PW Insider 
confirm that Matt Stryker is done with Impact Wrestling after Stryker tweeted and deleted that he's disappointed about being finished with the promotion. Um, I might as well roll all these into one, mightn't I? Yeah. Um, Tom Hannafin, who worked previously as WWE's Tom Phillips, will be the, replacing him as the new play-by-play announcer for Impact Wrestling beginning at Hard to Kill. Uh, Rene Paquette broke the news that Hannafin will be debut tonight Hard to Kill and is replacing the outgoing uh, striker. Hannafin will be appearing on Paquette's uh, podcast oral session this come Tuesday. (laughs) 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 Oh, I said never Uh, do that again. You've broken it within half an hour. Roll that one in. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Tom Phillips is a really good... um, Really good commentator. So is Matt Stryker. It's weird that Matt Stryker is really good, man. Like they um apparently it was because they weren't happy with his performance. Really? And that he seemed a bit disinterested. And he did a bit. He didn't seem like proper Matt Stryker. Mm. Like Matt Stryker is usually quite animated. He's quite like he's very passionate, isn't he? He bit, is. Yeah. Reminds me a bit of Morrow to an yeah. extent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um whereas when he was in impact, he was he seemed quite reserved, um, but that was—I think—that was also partly because D'Lo was like losing shit a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's like an <laughs> overexcited child. <laughs> I like I like D'Lo on commentary though. D'Lo's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's a good a good acquisition for Impact for sure. I, yeah. I really like Tom Phillips as a. I do. Um, I think he's super. Commentator. Yeah, really, and, really good. Um, I imagine that. Um, the former Aiden English, Matt Ray Walt, is it? You call yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Ray Walt. Um, I'd had a part to play in this because mm. um, he's, well, if, if you've seen any interviews he's done since getting released, he speaks very highly of Tom Phillips. Oh, really? Um, and he's he's an impact now. So Sweet. I, I imagine he's probably like said, get you him need in. To get in touch with this guy. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> awesome. Really, really good. That's, a, that's, as you say, a great acquisition. Um, and that moves us on to our last bit of wrestling news for the week. ITV Studios is working on a new Eddie Guerrero documentary that will release later this year, according to PW Insider. Um, there's been some more details surrounding this upcoming documentary. Um, back in November uh, 2021, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that ITV were working on a special about the life and career of Eddie Guerrero. At the time, few details were known about the documentary, but now PWI's Mike Johnson has offered an update. Johnson notes that the special will be part of the autopsy, The Last Hours of series, which I believe has previously featured uh, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, uh, to name a few. Um, and yeah, the premiere, like, yeah. I've I not seen any of them. I know of them. They've done a few on wrestlers as well previously. Okay. I think the defo, I'm sure they've done um let me let me find the article again because it's I think it's said in the article. Okay. Um I'm sure they've done um one on Benoit for obvious oh, reasons. Here we go. Uh, other wrestlers previously appear in the series, China, Benoit, and Matcha Man Randy Savage. There we go. I just had to scroll down slightly to see it. Um that particular episode uh, with Eddie Guerrero will premiere later in 2022. Uh, ITV has had a long uh, history related to professional wrestling, having broadcast various iterations of British wrestling for more than 30 years. World of Sport um, 
returned to the channel in 2018 after being absent since 1988. The network is also currently the home, uh, the UK home of AEW. So, uh, yeah, that will be a real interesting one. I haven't seen any of the others previously. Um, but yeah, as I say, kind of ITV have got a, a long storied history with wrestling. Um, so I imagine this will this will be a really good watch, really interesting watch. Yeah. Um I'll definitely check it out. I've also got another bit of news. Oh yeah. Bonus news. Have you and it's a, Yeah, it's of a similar ilk to what we've just spoke about with ITV. Okay. Um, but not ITV. Uh, so MLW has had a bit of an um I've started like a bit of a relationship with HBO as of late. Okay. Um, Fightful revealed on uh, Fightful Select that uh, MLW owner um, Court Bauer served as a consultant on a wrestling scene uh, set piece for the HBO show Righteous Gemstone. The scene shot last September in North Carolina is part of season two of the show, which premieres tomorrow night. Um, I, well, I say tomorrow night. This is from like, no, no, that would be, that'd be tonight. I time yeah. recording. Um, and then they said, uh, speaking of shows coming back this weekend, we're also told that Major League Wrestling has a bit of an appearance on an episode of Euphoria in season two. Uh, they weren't given any d- additional details, so it could be anything from appearing on a computer screen during a scene or something more expense- more expansive. So MLW doing um, a few little bits here and there with HBO. The nice. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. Isn't That's that pretty nice? cool. I like that. Good stuff. Sweet. That wraps up our news for the week. As always, thank you very much for listening and checking us out. We appreciate that. If you don't already, give us a follow on all of our social media outlets, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, we're getting an awful lot of content up on the YouTube channel at the moment. We're making uh, a big surge to try and get as much content up on there uh, this year as we can. So as I say, if you don't already, Check us out, follow us on there, uh, see all the the goings on. Uh, We've got some really exciting interviews coming up, some exciting watch-alongs, and as Jay mentioned, some new episodes uh, of Missed Opportunities. A couple of new series coming this year. year. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Um, We'll catch you with more wrestling news next week. Bye. Joining us on Jack's Radio. Come Tuesday. (laughs) Come Tuesday. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House. Here.